guys, it's Jessica. There are spoilers for Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan, explicit language, and adult themes in this episode of the Wine Social Podcast Book Club. For more information, take a look at our show notes. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash the Wine Social Podcast for information on upcoming episodes as well as behind the scene photos. After you're done listening, head over to iTunes to give our show a rating. We would be forever grateful and it will help people find the show. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to another Wine Social Podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Alex. And today we are talking about chapters 18 through 22 of Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. And this will actually close out the end of the book. I'm sad. Yeah, I know. We don't get to relive this anymore. I haven't been so happy about the book. (laughs) Yeah, I love the series in general. Like, this first one, you can really see, like, it was kind of rudimentary in writing, but as his stories go progress, they're so good. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Chapter 18. Well, you don't want to do a recap? Oh, are we doing a recap? I mean, we well, did it What happened them. last week? What um, did we end on? Well... Oh, the bed, dude. Yeah, the bed. Six feet. And, and Percy then Percy he chopped off his head. Because he was too tall. Yep. That was that, fun. That was what we ended on last week. What happens if you cut off his head... And then you make it too short. Then do you have to stretch his dead body? <laughs> I'm sorry. It just... Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just... But they did make it to Los Angeles. So they are mostly there. They have one day left, left to do their quest. Which they still have to get down into the underworld. And, and find the bolt. And face Hades. Yeah, fun. So. But it's all the casino's <clears throat> fault. Yeah, damn casino. I'm sure more than one person has said that before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so chapter 18. Annabeth does obedience school. Obedience school, okay. (laughs) Um, So they are trying to find this place called DOA, right? Yes. Um, Which is a recording studio. It's a recording studio, and they find it. They had a hard time at first, but then they did find it. Um, And the sign on it says, no solicitors, no loitering, and no living. (laughs) So, um, and it took me way too long to realize that DOA recording, DOA is dead on arrival. I, it took me way too long to realize that that's (laughs) what that was referencing. I'm not... Wait, yeah, I'm not um, very I, happy that it well, took you forever. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> they meet a dude called Karen. That's how you pronounce that. It's Karen, you know, because Chiron. Uh, which Percy thinks he says Chiron at first. <laughs> yeah. And Karen is like, uh, I'm not that freaking horse which again excuse you not a horse a centaur <laughs> and i was thinking about it and because this is where the dead go i was like wait 
is this the dude that takes you across the river Styx? When I was first reading it, which it is. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, which I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but before I read that part, I was like, wait, is this that dude? Because he was really freaking hilarious and way too centered on money, which Hercules with Kevin Sorbo in it is not mythologically correct in any sense of the word. Um, but Charon in that is hilarious <laughs> and is so sassy and is amazing. Uh, and he's the exact same in this book. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> I mean, Karen is all like, man, you can't come over there because you're not dead. Here, let me slide a little bit of drachma over to you. How about now? Yeah, sure, go on the fucking boat. Yeah, right? <laughs> How did you guys die? Uh, drowned in a bathtub. All three of you? It's a big <laughs> bathtub. Big bathtub. <laughs> and then, um, Annabeth asks Charon if everyone, like, when everyone gets to go over the river sticks. And he's like, eh, whatever I fucking feel like it, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not fair. And I love this quote. Whoever said death was fair. And honestly, I, I, I really love that quote because it's so true. Like, death isn't fair. It's never fair. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty great. And then, so they're on the boat, which, which at first is, like, an elevator, I think? Yeah. Uh, and then it turns into a boat after they get to a certain level. Yes. And Annabeth and him are talking, Percy are talking, and she mentions that uh, there are three judges that trade out, which are Minos, which actually happens in Greek mythology, I forgot what Minos did to get him that job, but uh, that is an actual thing. And then, also, Thomas Jefferson. Just because. Because, you know, America. And then Shakespeare. Because why not? Why Shakespeare? He wrote dick jokes (laughs) and plays. For the hell of it. That's what he did. Like, yeah, now we treat him as, like, this big, oh my gosh, person. But at the time, his stuff was lewd as fuck. Like, oh my gosh, why is Shakespeare a judge? That makes no sense. Y'all are all, so, going, y'all are all going into the pits of, like, the torture zone. <laughs> but, um, so they get to where the different lines are, and there's an easy line, like an easy pass, where they just go to the fields as a festival or something? How do you say that? I don't remember... As Fidel, as Fidel. Ah. So, which is basically, he's standing in a field and just walking aimlessly for all of eternity, which, why? Why? Okay. Sounds like fun. Oh, sure. Yeah. <coughs> but I do enough walking in the living. <laughs> there's this guy that was at the front of the line that gets pulled off to the side and is basically being dragged to, like, the bad part. I don't remember what it's called. I don't think it's Tartarus, because I think that's no. the first part. I don't remember what it's called. Um, and he was a televangelist that uh, drove his Lamborghini for the Lord into something and died. Oh. 
is what the quote is. Lamborghini for the Lord. And you know what? Fuck those people. The preacher on TV. Yes. Fuck those people, man. They don't do anything to help people like they say you should. Um, So he's going to the hell version? And then I thought... He thinks it's heaven. No. He thinks it's heaven. Yes, he does. What? No, no, no. Okay, so... He he sees heaven. Are you sure he sees heaven and not hell? I swear he sees heaven. Hold on. No, because when I read it, uh, Percy asked Grover, saying, but doesn't he believe in something different? And Grover says, well, what makes you think he sees what we see? Uh Uh-huh. And they don't ever say what the dude actually sees. Really? Yeah. Okay. But considering they were dragging him off to go be tortured, I assume that he sees hell. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I just, I guess I just assumed that preacher, he um, saw heaven. Well, no, televangelist that bought a Lamborghini and stole the money that was supposed to go to the poor. Got it. Yeah, so that's why. Okay. Not all preachers go to heaven. Mm. All dogs do. I know! <laughs> that was such a sad movie. They get up to there, and they see Cerberus, which is starting to train his eye on them. And Percy's so surprised that Cerberus is a Rottweiler. I'm like, um, he's depicted as a Rottweiler, like, everything. And honestly, I'm just wondering when Hagrid Hagrid borrows him for, um, the first book of Harry Potter. The stone? Yeah, because Fluffy, which is essentially Cerberus... Mm-hmm. Was protecting the stone, so I'm just wondering. It's okay. Cerberus, uh, Cerberus tra- uh, translated back to English. His name is Spot. What? Yeah. That can't be true. His name is Spot. That is so fucking awesome. His name is Spot. Yes, Hades' <laughs> dog. His name is Spot. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, so Percy decides that his plan of getting past Cerberus is to throw a stick. Because <clears throat> Yeah, which does nothing. It does nothing. And then, somehow, Annabeth throws a ball, and it does everything. Like, what? That makes no sense. Because stick is boring, ball is bouncy. And red. And red. He sees blood. <clears throat> and, um, so yeah, so they get past uh, Cerberus, and poor Annabeth is so sad that she has to leave her new friend, and Cerberus is so, like, sad that Annabeth is leaving. And Cerberus starts whimpering. It yes. was so sad. And then Grover, Grover of all people, tells Percy that his plans suck. <laughs> Which, I mean, he isn't wrong. No, but <laughs> still. So, yeah. Alright, so that is the end of chapter 18. Unless there's something else you wanted to talk about. Mm-mm. All right, chapter 19. We found out the truth. Sort of. <laughs> it actually includes sort of. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is where we actually find out what Asphodel uh, is. And apparently is the default choice, which is terrible. Because, like, the people that just live to go there, like people that just live their lives day to day, whatever, didn't do anything heroic, didn't do anything terrible, have to go wander around aimlessly for the rest of their lives. 
that seems like a punishment. Like, why are they being punished? They're right. just living. I just fit on the sidewalk. Is that illegal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there are sidewalks. Oh, I just, I just sit my soul down. <laughs> I'd have to sit my soul down and have a serious talk. <laughs> All right. And then um, I have a quote here, and it made me so sad. Like, the dead aren't scary. They're just sad. So depressing. Because that means they're walking around with a sad expression on their cell, on their face, just aimlessly walking and never going anywhere. Oh my gosh, that's so depressing. I do not like that. No, I really, yeah. And then he talks about seeing the bad part, which it should have the name in the book. What is the bad part called? The bad part is Fields of Punishment. Yeah, Fields of Punishment. Okay. So he's looking through the fields of Asphodel and he sees the fields of punishment and he can actually see Sisyphus pushing his boulder up the hill and then it rolling back down again, which is just crazy. And I completely forgot what Sisyphus did to have that punishment. <clears throat> Definitely depressing. And then all of a sudden, fucking Grover starts flying away and he says that he's not controlling it uh that his the shoes are just literally pulling him towards the pit oh. the pit that percy keeps seeing in his dreams nightmares uh basically yes i mean dreams are nightmares nightmares are dreams i know um, but dreams make it sound happy oh <laughs> i guess um anyways so Luckily, one of the shoes flies off because they're not really on his feet very well anyway because he has hooves. Um, and so that slows him down enough to where he can grab on to something. And then Percy and Annabeth grab him and um, the other shoe flies off and goes into the, the pit. Mm-hmm. And Percy feels like this building tension. And so he makes everyone run away from the pit. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden there's this huge inhale. And Percy is positive that if they had been any closer to the edge, they would have all been sucked in to the pit. Yes. Um, the Furies, I think, come mm-hmm. and take him to um, Hades' palace. palace. And apparently he had Hades has U.S. Marine skeletons guarding his doors. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, because everything is U.S. centric. Because uh, <laughs> why not? Nobody out of the U.S. ever goes down to the dead, to the underworld. What? Apparently not here. No, We're not so- in the underworld here. It's all U.S. Nobody from England and uh, across the ocean ever goes oh, to the underworld. I was super confused for a second. <laughs> like, it's what? all U.S. Only the U.S. <laughs> well, are allowed. Well, except for Shakespeare. Shakespeare oh. is from England. Excuse me. But, like, he lived forever ago. So I don't even... Maybe that was when they were back in, in England for the Western civilization. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, and then we go in and we see Hades... On his throne. And apparently Hades looks like Loki. <laughs> That's the way he is described. If he looks like Loki. I mean, they don't say he looks like Loki. 
But they just describe him like he looks like Loki. Albino, white skin, shoulder length hair, jet black. Loki. <laughs> Greased up hair, might as well be. Either that or Snape. <laughs> I mean, Snape, yeah, either way. Why is it always the bad guys get described with greasy black hair? Loki isn't a bad guy. No, he's not. Apparently, Hades is baffled on why everyone thinks that he would want to start a war. Because he says that he is fed up with dead people. He is getting more than he can handle <laughs> already. The lines are backed up. He just he doesn't want any more fucking dead people. Which is also kind of depressing if you think about it. Why are so many fucking people dying? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so Hades is still adamant that Percy stole the bolt. Mm-hmm. And his helm of darkness... Um, which person's like, the fuck? I thought we were just talking about a lightning bolt here. Like, what the hell is this darkness thing? <laughs> and, um, so I actually wrote down this quote, and it says, nothing gets me angrier than being accused of something I didn't do. Which, I mean... Yeah. I agree with that. I, too, feel that way, Percy. Like, we actually have... We actually have something in common. Shocker. It is, because I find him so dumb most of the time. (laughs) And then, apparently, the fucking lightning bolt is in his backpack that Ares gave him. Go figure. Start a war. Nobody nobody thought anything of it? Well, they actually mentioned that in that chapter, I think. He said that he didn't care about it. Like, he didn't want that type of war to start. Yeah, I know, but still. Yeah, I agree. He hinted at it. You know, it's, it's you know, the oldest trick in the book. But, you know, you, you said it's the oldest trick in the book to, um, you know, pretend you didn't do it. And then, um, you know, you did and you're holding hostage and this and that. Yeah, that is true. He did kind of allude to that. Fucking foreshadowing is not a thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so uh, Hades thinks that he has uh, Percy in the palm of his hand. He brings his mom out and um, basically tells Percy that if he doesn't hand everything over, his mom is going to die. And then Percy pulls out the pearls and is like, ha ha ha, you only have three. Who the fuck are you leaving here? (laughs) Um, and surprisingly, Percy leaves his mother. So Percy, Annabeth, and Grover explode the um, pearls, and they go flying up through solid rock because and into the thing. water. And um, Hades is like Percy keeps cutting Hades off while they're talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my He's gosh. He's going to die. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's so funny because Hades is so very obviously flustered, and especially when they, like, smash the pearls, that he's so taken aback that Percy would actually do this. Mm-hmm. And they leave his mom behind and escape. <sighs> and that is the end of that chapter. I don't know if I would be able to do that. I don't know either. Like, 
Grover had a good point um, that Sadars don't have souls, regular souls like humans do, and that they should leave them behind. Which is terrible. Which is actually what they did in the movies. Yes. But he had a point. Yeah. But. At the same time. I, you have I, to finish the quest. Yeah, not only that, but. Um, Percy's right. His mom would hate, like, be so angry. Yeah. That. He sacrificed a friend to save her. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not how she raised him. Right. And so, when they escape, they actually go into the water, and um, Percy wills himself to be wet instead of dry, so that when he's pulled out of the water by rescuers... <laughs> uh, They're not questioning why, why this yeah. kid is completely dry being pulled out of the water. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That would be in... That would be interesting to explain. Right? <laughs> I'd be very confused. <laughs> Alright, so chapter 20. Oh no, we're almost done. I know, we're almost done! <laughs> I battle my jerk relative. I wonder who they could be talking about. <sighs> the hot guy. Well, in my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, they didn't show it in the movie. Yeah, they didn't. I didn't even realize, like, I'm reading this. That's why I don't remember any of this is because they didn't have it in the movie. I haven't read this book in so long. Ares was never in the movie. He wasn't. They nope. didn't have the big battle. No. Nope. They, they didn't have anything. They didn't have the diner. No, the big battle was at the end with Luke, which didn't make sense. Yeah, no. But <coughs> I, I don't know. It just, the movie made me mad in a lot of ways. <laughs> Alright, so, beginning of this chapter, um, Percy says that he can't talk about leaving his mom because he's going to cry like a little kid if he does. And I made the note, uh, you are a little kid. <laughs> also, I'd probably cry too. <laughs> yeah, I would too. If I saw my mother and thought she was dead and she wasn't and I had a chance to take her back with me. But couldn't? And, and you... You couldn't? Like, I couldn't talk about it. No. There's no way I'd be able to talk about that. That one I understood. <laughs> um, and so they meet up with Ares again. Uh, because Ares tells Percy that he was supposed to die while he was in the underworld. And Percy says something to the effect of, you knew it was there. Um... Why are you doing this? You just want to start a war. And then Percy has the realization that Arius did not come up with this plan. That someone is controlling him. That someone is giving him orders. Actually, Percy didn't find that out. It was Annabeth. Oh, it was Annabeth. That makes more sense because Percy's too stupid. Um, that's all the flash of fear. Oh, like so, and some like somebody was talking to him. Oh, okay. Um, and then Ares says, I take orders from no one. Okay, Ares, sure. That's nice, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. And then Percy, this makes more sense, that Percy would do this. Um, he starts taunting Ares to fight him. Uh-huh. That's a fucking brilliant idea. And then he thinks that Ares has a bigger ego than him. You are about... To fight the god of war. And you are saying that you don't have as big of an ego? Are you kidding me? 
This god's immortal if, you know, Percy hasn't found that out by now. Like, what the hell? And a lot oh, more powerful. Oh, is bigger than the god everyone's put together. And so they're fighting, and they're fighting, and Arius is, of course, mostly winning. He's being kind of nice, which I thought was weird. Um, I guess he wasn't allowed to kill him because of this, quote, voice that he's hearing. Yeah, that's true. Either that or the whole thing of where, because there has been, at least in some Greek mythology, gods can't kill other gods' children directly. Oh. Okay. They can do it indirectly and send someone to do it, but they can't go out and kill the person. Um, well, that uh, so that be might thing. be it. I don't know. Um, but then Percy finally realizes that he can use the sea to help him because he wasn't before. And honestly, I thought that's what he was going to try to do anyway, because he was trying to stay in the surf. But apparently he was just using that to heal himself. To not get hurt near as bad and get weakened quick. Yeah, but, but like, no, he waves crashing use... into the God of War makes a lot more sense than just, you know. Yeah, good, uh, you know, whatever. All right, so <clears throat> there's this huge wave that hits Ares straight in the face and, like, washes cop cars away or something. I don't know exactly what happens. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, I don't know. Something big happens, and people are, like, pointing. There's cops there. They're pointing their guns at Ares, telling him to drop his weapon. And um, there's people everywhere because the earthquake made people come out of their homes. And then um, the cops say that it's the uh, the kid on TV. It's the the um, the horrible kid from TV that Gabe keeps talking about. Yes. And Arius disappears because he's like, oh, you best with me with the ocean with the wave, I guess. I don't know. This is the part where I was really confused about. Ego. Uh, Why yeah, not? I guess. I don't know. And so, Percy meets back up with Annabeth and Grover, and they decide, since they only have one day, half a day, I don't know, some amount of time, small amount of time, to get the lightning bolt back to New York, that they're going to fly there. Because why not? Because, you know, they kind of just done that in the first fucking place. Zeus is already pissed. Right? They were gonna die, they would have already be it air or not. Right? Exactly. So that was the end of chapter 20, and then chapter 21. I set on my tab. Which, eh, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> Alright, so, this chapter, the mist uh, is weaving the tale that Arius was a kidnapper, and that Percy was actually a victim. Mm -hmm. uh, and it weaved its tail so well that people swear they saw Aries on the uh, on the bus that blew up. Oh yeah, and on the Ark mm -hmm. that uh, the bus was Percy trying to get away. He caused a commotion to get away from him, and then the Ark was Aries blew up the Ark. Mm -hmm. so I, I just I love this I love this one. <laughs> Because, um, you know, the victimized kid on camera, Percy acting as the victim, and he's like, all I want 
is to see my stepfather again. Yes. Every time I see him on TV. Calling me a no, no call oh, punk. I know somehow we would be okay. And then he's like, I know he would want to give you guys a reward. So here, here's his number. Call him. And he will give you free appliances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best thing I have that. Uh, I have LOL revenge on smelly asshole game. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think that was better than anything else I could have done. Oh yeah. So much better than shit that could have done to him. <laughs> um so they get on the plane and Percy had a hard time actually getting on the plane because he was just so terrified, which I understand. <laughs> and he says he didn't unclench his hands the entire time they were on the plane. I was like, I bet you didn't unclench your ass either. They were like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, every single bit of turbulence they were terrified of. And uh, so they get to New York. He sends Grover and Annabeth back to half, uh, Blood Hill mm-hmm. to tell Chiron the truth even if he dies, so that someone knows the actual truth of what yeah. happened. Um, and he goes to the Empire State Building. Oh, I forgot about the helm! They, um, yeah, they threw it at somebody and said, give it back. Yeah, because Ares actually had the helm with him. Yeah. Uh, it was a beanie. It was disguised as a beanie. Oh, yeah, and he threw it at Annabeth and said, give it back. It no, wasn't Annabeth. Annabeth. It was Mrs. Dodds. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Furies were there. And he threw it at who was Mrs. Dodds. Uh-huh. And uh, Mrs. Dodds actually was like, oh, wait. So you actually did not steal this shit. Like, I was here for the whole thing. I saw everything with Aries. That's right. I forgot about that. And that's kind of an important part of the story. Mother. Just a little. <laughs> and so, um, but even though... The Furies admitted that Percy did nothing wrong. They still told him that if he was ever in their cla- like grasp again, that he was going to die, basically. That's so fucked up. He didn't do anything wrong. Nope, except... Exist. Basically. <laughs> Alright, so back to chapter 21. Um, when they landed, like I said, signed Annabeth and Grover over to... Um, Half Blood Hill, and then he went over to the Empire State Building and he asked for the 600th floor. And the dude pretended like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then person's like, "Uh, I need to see Zeus." <laughs> he's like, "Uh, kid, nobody sees Zeus unless you have a fucking appointment." And so person goes, "Uh, how about if I have this?" And it pulls out his lightning bolt. Well, he doesn't even pull it out. He just uh, opens the bag. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, do you want me to pull it out?" He's like, "Oh, oh. phrasing, sorry." Um. <laughs> Gosh. And um, so he goes up, and he finally gets to the six hundred floor, and he walks off the elevator, and he sees Mount Olympus. There's a snowy mountaintop, and he says uh, it was new and clean and colorful, the way Athens must have looked 2,500 years ago, which makes me so happy, because the way we see ancient Greece right now 
is that everything was white marble, which mm-hmm. isn't actually true. And I love that Riordan really researched this, which, I mean, he was a teacher, so it makes sense that he already knew this. Mm-hmm. But, um... But he really researched it to make sure he got all the details correct. Yeah. Um, because ancient Greece was colorful. They had paints out the wazoo. And so it makes sense that a depiction of ancient Greece, when it was brand new, would be super colorful. And it made me so happy mm-hmm. to read that description. <laughs> Apparently, Hades actually fashioned his palace after Olympus, which is kind of depressing. Because he wasn't allowed up there. Yeah, so, and that's why. And, like, it's kind of like Scar, mm-hmm. the Lion King, where his name means trash. Mm-hmm. And, um, with Mufasa means king. King. Yeah, you know, like, they're cast off. And made to look at, made, like, everyone looks at them as they're, they're lesser. And then people wonder why the fuck he's so angry. And, and he's evil. a bad guy, yeah. Yeah, like, I'd be fucking evil too. You're gonna make me out to be a bad guy, I might as well do it. Exactly, like, it's so bad. And then uh, he walks into the throne room, and there's 12, I believe, thrones in there. And they're super large, and there's two people there. Uh, which are Zeus and Poseidon. Yes. And Zeus and Poseidon are kind of bickering amongst each other at first. As brothers do, whether they're gods or not. <laughs> and um, Poseidon says that Percy was a mistake. And Percy takes super offense to that. So I, mean, I guess I get, but come on, kid. There are so many children out there that are mistakes. It doesn't mean anything, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, so Percy hands over the lightning bolt, and Zeus says, Congratulations, I'm not going to kill you right now. Leave before I change my mind. Mm-hmm. And that is what gods actually give as payment to heroes that do things for them. Which makes more sense than Ares giving him stuff. Yeah. Like, so much more sense. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of pissed off at myself, because I wrote down, when Ares gave him that backpack and that money, I wrote down, why are you not being more grateful? This doesn't, this never happens. Because I completely forgot that Ares was the one that was giving him the fucking bolt in the first place. Mm. I was so angry at myself for not thinking that it was super odd and weird. Which I did think it was weird, but I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I should have thought it was bad. <laughs> but I love that um, Percy notices Poseidon and goes and tries to talk to him first. Oh, yeah. And then Zeus gets offended. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, um, excuse you, I'm. Uh, this is my house. You will address me first. And then Poseidon's like, brother. He's addressing his father. I mean, it makes sense. And then basically I, Poseidon's like, calm your tits. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And then Zeus is like, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> and um, they tell, or Percy has that long talk with his father, sort of. Eh. And Poseidon never really says 
that he's happy to have him as a child. Which I mean, he's a but god. He as well. Yeah. And but Poseidon also tells him that his mother is back. And so when Percy leaves and goes back to his apartment, his mom is waiting for him. Woohoo! His mom is back! Yay! And apparently, Gabe doesn't clean anything. Ever. Like, ever. He said that it was like, there's trash everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Can you read what it describes the apartment as? Uh, let me see. In the month I'd been gone, the apartment had turned into Gabe land. Garbage was ankle deep on the carpet. Ew. <laughs> yeah. The sofa had been reupholstered in beer cans. Ew. Yeah. Dirty socks and underwear hung off the lampshades. What the fuck? Where is he? Why is he throwing his dirty underwear? Probably. That's so gross. You nasty, Gabe. Probably in front of his friends, too. Who nasty! He's not leaving that gambling table. Yeah. And then, um, Gabe raises his hand towards Sally. Her, towards Sally, Percy's mom, and she flinches. Which is really upsetting. Yes. Because as long as Percy's been gone, and every time he is gone, he must have been hitting her. Yes, but at the same time, how does Percy not realize that his mother was being abused? Because apparently when he got home, she was trying to be up and happy and he was just it yelling at her. It doesn't matter. He knows that Gabe is abusive. Like, Percy has to either be blind or stupid or both. True. He just I guess he just didn't want to believe that his mother was being hurt. Yeah. And honestly, I think that her being with Gabe started off as protecting Percy, but then she somehow along the way started believing shit that Gabe said. Because she doesn't want to leave him even after Percy gets back and is already in that world. Yeah. He has to talk her up into it. Tell her that she's worth more. Well, I guess after being with him for so long, you've got to remember she's been with this guy for like 11 years at so? the least. I don't give a fuck. No. Well, Terrible. obviously, but she's going to start believing something he said. That's so bad. And then Percy leaves to go back to Half Blood because he basically tells his mother that. Whether he comes back or not is if she throws Gabe out or not. And um, Olympus sends the Medusa head back to him. (laughs) (laughs) And so he tells her what's in the package without actually telling her. Telling her that if Gabe looks in that package... He's dead, basically. Oh, it's thunder. Oh, yeah. That he's dead if he looks in that package. So, um, yeah. And so... Percy leaves, and his mom goes back, pretending to be the nice housewife, which I did not understand. Why the fuck did she just throw him out right then? Oh, I guess because in the next chapter, we want to get the little funny ditty that we got. <laughs> so, chapter 22. The prophecy comes true. 
And the end of a book. Oh, this is the last sad. chapter. Oh, how sad. <laughs> All right. What an end. So he gets back to Half Blood Hill, and everyone is celebrating because apparently they're the first heroes to return back alive to Half Blood Hill since Woo. Luke. Woo! How did that? Is so absurd. And Hogwarts in this place have so much in common. Right? <laughs> and Grover gets his first license. Yeah! And Clarice is super pissed off that Percy humil- humiliated her father. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Your dad was an asshole, Clarice, so get over it. So is she, though. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, and then he gets a letter from his mother saying that uh, Gabe disappeared. She has no idea what happened to him. She filed a missing persons report. And on a completely unrelated note, she sold her first garden statue of a poker player. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was done with garden masonry and uh, disposed of the tools that Percy left her. <laughs> so that was really funny. So it's showing that his mom isn't going to turn into a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she could have murdered Gabe. Just a little. But yeah. he deserved it. Oh, he totally deserved it. No, oh, I don't want to say that because a lot of people deserve it, but still shouldn't be don't murdered. Deser- don't murder people, but, like, it's a book. Yeah, about demigods. (laughs) It didn't actually happen, but Greek mythology screwed up anyways. Yeah, that is true. She also says that she put a deposit down on another school if he wants to enroll for the seventh grade. Yeah. This is the glaring, hey, Percy is a fucking child. He is a baby, and he fought Hades. (laughs) Right, and And Ares. Ares. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, you know, if you want to stay at Half-Blood forever, that's fine. That's up to you. I'll understand. No, she would be sad. She would, but she says if you want to go year-round, I'll understand. But that's because he's pissed off at her. She knows that he's pissed because he, she stayed with the game. Well, that too. I'd be pissed too. Oh, hell yeah. But she also knows that if um, it would make him feel safer. Well, that's true. Whether she was there, or whether she was with him or not, if it would make him feel safer, then do it. Yeah, that's true. And then Grover comes up before he goes off to search for Pen, and Percy says he looks older. He went out of his middle school phase. That's so awesome. Now he's going to go through his high school phase. (laughs) (sighs) Eight years. Oh, God. I'd die. No. No. Um, And then Grover hugs Anna Beth goodbye. And, like, I don't understand this. Why the fuck did Percy and Grover hug? Boys can hug. (laughs) Boys can hug, and it doesn't make them gay. Even if it did, it gives a fuck. They didn't. They did a naughty, uh, a nod thing. Yeah, that's not hugging. No. They, your friend is going off to search for a god, and that a search that literally no one has returned from before. So like, hug him, cry, right? Like something emotional. Jesus, Jesus. I was so pissed. July passed, 
And then Luke, Luke asks him to go off into the woods. He conjures a scorpion that will kill you within a minute. Nice. And basically says that his daddy issues make him want to end the world. I mean, that's basically what I got from that. Yeah. And what I wrote down was, just because you have a shitty parrot doesn't mean you can help end the world. God damn it. <laughs> like, come on. But, but Mr. D is great. Oh, well, not there yet. Oh, is that in the past? Oh, that's past. That's before. Where are you? I don't know. You're not in the right chapter. Oh, it's right before we get Luke. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, when, uh, the, the uh, party? The congratulations? Well, not even the congratulations if you want to stay year-round. Oh, okay, yeah. He has to tell them that if he's going to stay year-round by noon. Yeah. That's but right. I just love that he, again, calls him Peter Johnson. Yes! <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> so, Luke... Um, makes the scorpion sting Percy and then runs away. Because run, running away. Yeah, because he's an asshole. This whole time, it was all him. It was all his fault. He explains how he actually spilled the fucking bolt and the helm, I think, too. Percy yeah. gets stung by the scorpion. And then, um, like, drags himself part of the way back to the thing he's trying to find the wood spirits naiads mm-hmm. and the nymphs uh, the nymphs there we go yeah wood nymphs so that I can carry him back because he knows that if he stays where he is no he's one's dead. gonna find them yeah and he might even get his body eaten by a monster and they will literally never know what happened to him mm-hmm. um so he, they, he gets found and he wakes up with ambrosia in his mouth again. <sighs> and he tells uh, Annabeth and Chiron what happened. Yeah. And Annabeth at first is like, I don't believe. And then she goes, no, wait a minute. I fucking do believe this. He has been completely different <laughs> since he got back on his quest. Yeah. And um, she didn't want to admit it, but yes. Yeah, basically. And Karan leaves to go tell the gods what actually happened and what's going on because Kronos is in the Tartarus pit. Yes. And is trying to get out of the Tartarus pit. And that's who Luke has been helping and that's who he's been hearing in his nightmares. Yes. That's the evil voice trying to get And uh, when Percy was on Olympus, he tried to tell Zeus that it was Kronos, and Zeus literally said, this topic is closed. We're not talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, not allowed to talk about it. So, that's very much fudge from Harry Potter. It is not a thing! This is not happening! I don't believe it. <laughs> um, so, after Chiron leaves, Annabeth and him are talking, and he's talking to her about how his mom wants him to come home, but he doesn't want to leave her there alone. Uh, with Clarice, and she goes, actually, I'm going home for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, she's going to try and have another relationship with her dad. Yeah, which was 
pretty cool. And it was because of something Percy said, too. Yeah. About, uh, in the past, about trying to, uh, like, work it out because of kind of relationship. Yeah. And he could see at the edge of the clearing, uh, by the tree, um, a dude with a chick and a kid. Or two kids. I think it was two kids. Yeah. <clears throat> they were waiting for him. Or for her, I mean. They were mm-hmm. waiting for her. So, yeah, Anna gets to go home. Percy is going home. Grover's going off to search Japan. So everyone's leaving Camp Half-Blood. Everyone gets their semi-happy... Sort of ending because it just opened a whole can of worms with Luke. <laughs> well... And we're going to see how well Percy does outside in the human world. Yeah. I mean, we're not on this podcast, at least currently, because we're not reading all the yeah. Mrs. Jackson books. But Sadly. I would love to. But yeah, that's a lot of books, though, so that's a bit much. Yeah, that depends on how long we go. Five books, and then we'd go to the series... The Heroes of Olympus series. And then we could the do the Pyramid. King Chronicles. Oh, the King Chronicles are my favorite. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, recommendations. Dude, seriously, like, read all the Percy Jacksons because you ha- you really need those as a base for everything else he's written. But Heroes of Olympus is great. The King Chronicles are amazing. Trials of Apollo. Which... I think the last one just came out, and then the Norse ones that he's doing. Magnus Chase. Yeah, which is Annabeth's cousin. Which is really interesting. It's really cool, and I love it so much. And if you love Avengers, definitely read that series. Yeah. It's about the Norse gods. That yeah. is so good. That was really so all cool. Stuff, like, all the books he's written are really, really good. And um, this actually ends the book. Sorry. Um, yeah, this ends the book. So that's the end, and they all go home. (laughs) It's kind of like a Harry Potter ending, to be honest, where they all leave. And they all go home. The end. (sighs) But, uh, no, all of those Rick Riordan books are really, really good. Um, I, you know, obviously had a few issues with this one, like the disabled people Mm -hmm. actually being mythological creatures. Yeah. And the abuse that Sally put Percy through. Uh, and as a way of protecting him, I guess. But that's not really protection. I think um, she thought better abused than killed. Yeah, but I but, mean, not really. I mean, <laughs> I would think that would be worse. Being tortured and abused would be worse than being dead. Yeah, that's kind of a... But, that's not a cool thing. But she might have her reasons. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think any reason is good enough for that. But, um, yeah, Rick Riordan actually won an an LGBT award. Let me find what it was. Rick Riordan actually recently won the Stonewall Award, which is um, an award for exceptional merit relating to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender experience for, in 2017, uh, for... His Magnus Chase books, mm-hmm. um, which was really really awesome. Um, he even like, he was gonna be um, acknowledged and given like a not an award per se, but he was gonna be recognized 
at a Texas uh, at a thing for Texas authors because he's actually from San Antonio. Um, that's where he lived before he moved to California, I think Boston or California. What is the coast? I don't know. <laughs> East or West. But um, he actually refused to attend because at the time, um, the the transgender bathroom bill was going through, and he said that he didn't want to be honored by anything to do with the Texas government because they were putting through that discriminatory uh, bill, mm-hmm. which I thought was really honorable and really amazing. Yeah. Um, and then he went and put um, an LGBT character in his uh, Magnus Chase books, which, again, I thought was amazing. He put them in the... Um, he put some... Um... LGBT people in the Heroes of Olympus as well. Oh yeah, he did. And the my favorite character. I don't know why I think of that. Towards the end of um, <clears throat> the Percy Jackson as well. Yeah, yeah. because it, it's the same person. <laughs> yeah, the same person. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, which I think is really cool. Uh, so that's part of why I wanted to pick this one because yeah, the author is a white cis man. But at the same time, he's actually representing the LGBT community pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously some things that he could probably do better, but, you know, that's There's okay. always something you can do better. Exactly. And he's definitely trying and uh, attempting to be the best that he can be. Yeah. Best, which I he's trying to be as open as, you know. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And I actually read, because uh, I read a little bit about him. Uh, apparently he created this universe, well, he didn't obviously create the universe, because those aren't there, because it's mythology, (laughs) um, but he created these stories as a bedtime story for his son, Mm -hmm. and, uh, to kind of teach his son about Greek mythology at the same time, because like I said, this, uh, Rick Riordan was actually a teacher, I don't think he is currently, no, he was too famous for that. But, um, could be, but, like... Yeah, I doubt it. But, um... Yeah, he... would attend his class just to be like, look! Yeah. He created these stories as a bedtime story for his son, Mm -hmm. and then decided to actually write them down for everybody, which I thought was pretty cool as well. And he's won several other awards as well, you know. But I thought the Stonewall Award was the most cool that Mm -hmm. he won, so... Yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't know he um, won that award. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, so that is the end of Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. How sad. It's very sad. Cue the tears. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Join us next week for chapters 1 through 11 of Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. We will not speak of the movie. <laughs> you say that every episode. <laughs> because you keep bringing it up and it keeps making me mad. Okay, okay. So, confession. I watched the movie before I read the book. The mm. movie got me to read the book. So the movie is good if you haven't read the book yet. I read the entire series before I got to the movies. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> and 